Welcome to Encircled, an Energy Circle podcast where we discuss how the latest in digital marketing can help the HVAC, home performance, solar, and better building industries. Welcome to Encircled, episode two, season two. Thank you so much for joining us again. My name is Jake Van Papagam. You may know me as the host with The Trost. We are so excited to be here getting into some uh, more marketing fundamentals, digital marketing fundamentals. And with me, of course, is Mr. Corey Allen, my co-host, my fellow content writer here at Energy Circle. What's going on, Corey? Hey, Jake. Um, you know, some of these episodes, I sort of feel like, okay, in a pinch, if the guest wasn't able to make it or, you know, they got sick at the last minute and uh, I was sort of called in, that I could do a passable job of sort of faking like I knew what I was talking about. But I am so glad that all of our guests today are uh, on top of the weather. They are feeling good. They are in the studio. They are in Zoom with us because when it comes to PPC and paid search, I don't really know what I'm talking about a lot of the time. It feels really confusing to me. How about you? Uh, no, I think we just learned that I don't really know that much about it either. <laughs> we have To fill you guys in a little behind the scenes, this is the third time I've tried to describe this episode, and I've gotten it wrong two times in a row. We're going to get so, it on take 37. Yeah, so, okay. SEM, search engine marketing. Under that, we've got, it's also called a PPC, pay-per-click, and, and even a sub-level below that, uh, display ads. There's a lot that goes into PPC in general and, and how we market we within the better building HVAC home performance uh, solar industries market our businesses. So we brought on some experts. Of course, we've got our recurring segment, Cassandra says, and she's going to kind of fill you in on how some of that works. Uh, and then we're going to get to our very special guest, another PPC expert here at Energy Circle, who I'm going to let Cassandra introduce. But without much further ado, let's bring in Cassandra. Cassandra, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It was real fun listening to you guys try to uh, just talk about what I do for a job every single day. So we screwed it up That's... immediately. Like as we couldn't even get a sentence in before we had mixed up the language. Um, so I'm really glad that you're here to set us straight. Yeah, and I thought I'm going to incorporate the NFL draft that happened, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago now. And I just love football, and I can't wait for it to start. So I thought I would test. Uh, Corey and Jake a little bit on PPC account structure. I mean, if there's anyone who is a football expert in the office, it's not me. It's Cassandra. But I do know a little bit. So maybe if we can take kind of football as the starting place here, uh, I can get a little bit of a better sense of what kind of magic that um, you all do every day. Yeah, and actually, I think if I started out with like insulation types, you probably would get a better grasp on it, but I want to see a sweat a little. Yeah, I mean, don't make it too easy. All right, so we're going to imagine that the best football team in the world, the New England Patriots, are a PPC account. I'm just going to kind of throw out a multiple choice questions at uh, Corey and Jake here and, and see what they have to say. If we were to think about the New England Patriots, would you make a brand campaign for the New England Patriots? Yes. Jake is shaking his head. A, yes. A, a, yes. All right. That was an, an easy one. Final answer. All right. Cool. If we were looking at an account, if we had an offense and a defense, would offense and defense be under one campaign or two separate cam campaigns? Uh, they're all on the same team, so what does it matter? Well, they need 
they have their own roles, you know? Like, just play your role, and we'll win Super Bowls. Okay, so did I get that one wrong? Broadly speaking, yes. (laughs) All right, I'm one for two. Jake, I'm going to let you take the next one. Well, I'm not sure you actually answered the question. Jake, do you separate them out? (laughs) Okay, so let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly here. So... We've, we've got brand campaigns for the New England Patriots, right? Because they are like the, the umbrella. They're like the whole thing. They're like the big, the, the big umbrella. And then we've got defense and offense. Are we going to split those into separate campaigns or are we going to make them just one campaign? Because they have two separate goals, right? So offense, it's the score. Defense, it's to stop the other team from scoring. So I'm going to say we're splitting those into two separate campaigns because they have slightly different goals. That is correct. And you must have done a great job explaining your answer in school. All right, so... um, (laughs) I've got some catching up to do. We know that we have offense and defense in separate campaigns. Now, would you have wide receivers and tight ends in the same ad group or their own separate ad groups? Okay, I'm going to take this because it seems tough. Um, And I never shy away from a challenge. So tight ends, they, they're kind of wide receivers, but they're also kind of like blockers, right? So I'm going to say yes, because they're so similar, but I'm not totally sure. So yes, they would be in the same ad group? Yes, yes. No, that's wrong. <laughs> they are going to be in their own ad groups. Nice one, Jake. Okay, so, so why? Well, because they have different functions and they're just, you know, they're just different positions. If they were the same, they'd all be called wide receivers, or they'd all be called tight ends. That's a fair point. Now, if we were going to bring some players into the mix, all right, so we know that we have two ad groups. We have wide receivers and tight ends. I'm going to give you a list of three players. Actually, to keep it even, I'll do four. Okay. So I'm going to give you uh, four players, and... You tell me what ad group they go into. I may want to huddle with Jake before giving an actual answer. That's a sports term, right? Yeah. You can have a, like a, actually, I'll just give you a TV timeout. You don't even have to burn a timeout. So here we go. We have Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, James White, and Nelson Aguilar. All great players. All great players. And what are our, okay, so what are what are our ad group options again? Again, they are wide receiver and tight end. So we just have to determine which position these players play, right? Basically, cuz that's the ad group they'd go in. Well, so everybody knows Gronkowski is a tight end. Say, okay. We know that Julian Edelman's going to go in the wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, ad group. We know that Gronkowski would go in the tight end right. ad group, right? And James White is a running back. So where's James he White is a running back. So he wouldn't go in either of them. I think Nelson I Aguilar is a, is a wide receiver. So he's going to go. Okay. I trust you. But I, I wouldn't bet my paycheck on it. And is that what's at stake is our paycheck? <laughs> I'm a little Man. worried because I don't know what Cassandra is up to over there. But yes, you were, you were correct. <laughs> so on all, we got all of them correct. You did get all of them correct. Yes. And sorry for not clarifying that. It would be like Patriots uh, past and present and future. You had to make it a little tricky. I did. I tripped you up a little bit, but you knew James White wasn't in either of those categories, even though he catches a lot of passes. So what do you want us to take away from this? I mean, I'm getting a lot of sports ball references here, Cassandra, but what does it all mean? It all means organization, 
if you're thinking about a football team, you have them separated out into different positions because they all serve a, a specific role. And they all have to work in their specific role and work together in order for it to be a, an efficient team that goes and wins championships. That's a great point. So we, so, so the takeaway is that, you know, within, within any uh, account, within any PPC, essentially PPC account or SEM account, however, you know, whatever verbiage we want to use, there are just very specific roles for every campaign, like within the campaign and within the actual what we'll get into, like keywords that you're going to use or places that you actually put those ads. Yes. That was very short for your long question. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to get into more detail about this, uh, and I'm going to let you introduce our guest here because you work with her the most and, and kind of see the ins and outs. Um, so, yeah. Who's, who's with us today? All right. Well, I guess I will uh, hand the ball off or pass the ball over uh, to Dora Leb. Dora is one of our very best, probably most senior, actually the most senior throughout the course of her career in terms of PPC. Dora, welcome. Thank you. I don't feel pressured at all. So, okay, yeah, here's our little huddle beforehand. So today, Dora, we're kind of getting into some of the most common mistakes that people make when they're running their own campaigns, right? Um, And and things that you see that don't really... uh, foster the positive outcomes that people are hoping when it comes to this type of advertising. Um, so what are some of the things, you know, the, uh, at least as far as structurally, things that we need to know ahead of time as far as how people are actually setting this up and, and how people might have heard about, uh, you know, SEM and PPC advertising and, and, and what the benefits are, why people would even want to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing is that uh, PPC is... Uh, just filled with opportunity, but also filled with pitfalls because uh, Google just has a thousand and one different switches all over the place. And it, it is very challenging for the layman if, if you're going in and doing this for your own business. Uh, Structure-wise, what we tend to see is that people will go in get overwhelmed and then just set things up kind of jammed all into the same place as opposed to what Cassandra was describing for account structure where you've got, you know, those different campaigns that have different goals and inside each campaign is a unique ad group to kind of achieve its own more segmented goal within the larger picture. Yeah, people treat their accounts like a junk drawer. Yeah, I usually think of it as the garbage closet, but I like yours better. So, Dora, so how could somebody, I mean, how do you guys battle a junk drawer account? Like, what, what are the things that people should know about the way that they set their account up that can help, you know, get more, better achieve their goals when it comes to PPC? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of account structure, and when we're taking on either a new account or an existing one that we're taking over from uh, a new client, what we generally tend to do is set things up to mirror a website's navigation. And Google really likes to see that because it's efficient. It's a pretty much a one-to-one. So if you're an HVAC contractor, What we would wind up doing is making sure that we've got a brand campaign just for your 
brand purposes, awareness, uh, then we take things off and move them into non-brand. So if you've got a page on your site specifically for cooling, one specifically for heating, maybe one over there for heat pumps, we're going to make sure that each one of these things has its own campaign. And inside each campaign will be more detailed ad groups. So, you know, you've got a cooling company ad group and cooling installation and things like that. And what that really gives you in the long run is efficiency, which is something that Google's very fond of, but also relevance because it will ultimately allow you to customize your ad copy for each term. And Google, their message is, we want to make this as clean and simple for the person searching as opposed to you or us, the advertiser. So the end goal here is make it easy for the people performing the search. If you are working on, you know, cooling installation and cooling company, they each get their own ad group. They each get their own unique ads that include that terminology. And Google will ultimately, ultimately give you a better position on the search results, cheaper clicks, and ideally you're going to get stronger, more qualified traffic that will result in actual jobs. Dora, for a company who um, maybe doesn't have the training or the experience in paid search and PPC that, that mm -hmm. you and Cassandra have, how, how intuitive does Google make that um, so that these companies might know that they have to structure their uh, Google ad uh, accounts in a certain way? Do you, do you often see very unstructured accounts? And like, what is the negative from that? Uh, and, and would you even know if you'd done it the wrong way without being a PPC expert? Yes and no, which is not a fun answer, but <laughs> is the accurate one. Uh, so Google in the past few years has been pushing automation really, really hard uh, in in every regard. They basically want you to turn their the account over to them and let them do all the heavy lifting. In some regards, it's really cool. You know, technology, how far it's progressed. We've discovered if you turn things over to Google's automated services, there's a real chance you're going to just throw money right into the bonfire. So while Google at like a surface level makes things somewhat intuitive, where they basically say, hey, let us take care of it. Uh, in reality, I would say they, they don't. They yeah. don't at all. If you want a strong, well-performing account that isn't just gonna be burning money like crazy, uh, you need to sit down and do some research on your own end. You need to discover what best practices are going to be. Uh, and that's a lot. I mean, there's there's a reason that Cassandra and I do this professionally because there are so many moving parts on the back end. Um, I don't know, Cassandra, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's very intuitive. It's probably like as intuitive as it is to make like a box of mac and cheese for the first time without any directions you're like oh well i have noodles and i have a packet of cheese so i'll figure it out i don't know if that's a good analogy but google will let you set up anything however you want to set it up whether or not it's good it's not like they'll be like oh nope nope 
that actually goes in a different campaign or actually that should be in a separate ad group that it doesn't happen that way um, they won't tell you if you're screwing up no they won't tell you They'll make recommendations after you've done all your work. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's where the money burning comes in. Um, Because the way they things, the way they encourage you to set things up initially with all the default settings, uh, it's, as Cassandra said, there's no real instructions. And you're just kind of encouraged to chuck a bunch of things in there and let it go. And that's it. So account structure is one of the things that you commonly see that um, can be optimized when uh, there's a company who is trying to do paid search or PPC on their own. What's what's something else that you see that um, companies struggle to do successfully on their own? Basic optimization, things like uh, keywords, negative keywords in particular. Mm-hmm. Explain, can you explain what a negative keyword is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So a negative keyword is going to be something you put into Google's system, either at a campaign or an ad group level, where you are telling them, hey, uh, if I'm selling, you know, uh, I don't know, heat pumps, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that people who are searching for DIY heat pump installation, or how much does it cost to, um, you know, buy a heat pump from Home Depot, which is actually a search term I've seen in one of our accounts. Um, You would make sure that you put in negative keywords like Home Depot or DIY, and a consequence of those is making sure that your ads will never appear for those weird searches that could conceivably get you traffic, but ultimately aren't coming from people who are kind of in the funnel that you want. They're not really qualified, and ultimately it would just be wasting money on clicks that aren't going to get you anything. Yeah. Yeah, if someone's searching for a DIY heat pump Home Depot installation, odds are that they're not super likely to uh, click on your ad and then end up calling you to have you install it. They're exactly they've got a specific search in in mind, and it probably doesn't involve your contracting company. Mm-hmm. It Dora, it seems like negative keywords could get a little abstract or that you might have some sort of memorable examples of keywords gone wrong. Um, Is there anything in your experience as a paid search strategist where you've just sort of seen some really funny uh, example of why negative keywords are so important? Absolutely. I've seen a lot of inappropriate ones that I'm not sure I'm really allowed to talk about. The more work-appropriate version um, is I used to do paid search for a section of Circle K or Irving. The gas station. The gas station, correct. So what I was doing was trying to sell like fuel credit cards. Um, And one thing that I saw coming up in search queries a lot, which is what the people are putting directly into the search engine to pull up your ads were quotes from the big Lebowski. And I had to research that because I hadn't seen the movie at the time. 
So it was a lot of people searching for strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And that was bringing up the ads uh, and wasting a lot of money. (laughs) And that was a negative keyword I had to put in to make sure that we weren't burning money on the Big Lebowski. Right. So what was happening is people were searching for Big Lebowski quotes, right? And and Circle K's ads were coming up as a as a paid as a paid display ad, right? Would that be a display ad? Okay, so it's a search ad. And they obviously had no intention of buying a Circle K gas card at this point, right? They just want like maybe a funny meme or something in in response to this movie, but they're clicking on this ad maybe even on accident and no matter what, your client at this point, in this case, Circle K, was paying for every click, which is just wasting money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And they were not cheap clicks. Apparently, it's prime real estate for uh, Jeff Bridges and John Goodman. Yeah, it was it was a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, and it may be a way to transfer this into some of our industry industries. And what I'm thinking of is in solar, the term solar system, which yes. solar system could be construed as astrology or or, or astrophysics or whatever the, the, the term is for, for solar systems, right? <laughs> but we sell solar, we, our clients sell solar PV systems and photovoltaic systems. So Maybe find like I, can you think of any solar examples in that sense? You know what what would be the negative keyword in that scenario? So that comes down to some match types with a, which is a little more slightly advanced PBC, I guess. But you would want solar system in what's called an exact match. Although things have been changing with Google so much that even that's not ideal. So you would also want to throw in things um, like uh, galaxy and universe and, and, you know, things along those lines. A lot of uh, astronomy terms, not astrology. (laughs) Although maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I get them confused all the time. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) If you're a Scorpio, is a solar PV system right for you? So what I'm hearing is that there are really a lot of ways that if you aren't careful, you can end up spending way more money than you need to on your paid search campaigns and not get the leads that you're looking for or get completely unqualified leads. Um, and that if you're if you're really not careful, that um, your PPC campaigns can be managed really inefficiently and lead to a lot of waste. Very much so. It's inefficiency is really the biggest thing that we have to contend with when we take on an existing account. There's just a hundred different ways for you to be wasting money or or even doing things correctly up to a point and still paying more than you have to. Uh, One thing that we do as part of our process is try and take how much you're paying for each click over to your website and make it less, which uh, takes a lot of optimization and efficiency management. So we've talked about account structure. We've talked about negative keywords. Um, What's another thing that you see small companies or uh, clients that are coming on board at Energy Circle um, that they haven't quite wrapped their heads around when it comes to paid search? Oh, tracking. So much tracking. Uh, conversions are the big offender there. Uh, it's different terminology. It's our industry term for what amounts to either 
a phone call from one of our clients asking for help with a job or booking an appointment, uh, a lead through like a form submission on your website, sometimes even uh, an online chat. A lot of our clients have been picking that up as a way to get in touch with potential customers. Those are all different types of conversions that we would track in order to tell how strong your account is performing, uh, how well things are doing overall, and it would be able to tell us things like, you know, this campaign over here is doing a great job of getting conversions, but they're really expensive, so how can we make that cheaper? Or this campaign over here is getting a ton of traffic, but for some reason we're not seeing conversions in any form, so how can we change that? And conversion tracking is another thing that Google Ads will tell you, you should do this, but not really make it intuitive. So there's multiple ways to go about it, and they can all look kind of scary for someone who's not in these systems every day. You can add a piece of code to your website. You can do things through the Google Analytics service, but that's just one more tool that can be a lot. Uh, Google Analytics is one huge info dump and none of it is really layman friendly. Uh, half the time, it's not really industry friendly. And by industry, I mean marketing. I don't know how to add a piece of code to a website and I work in digital marketing. Yeah. So when it comes so when it comes to conversions like what what is the the default like somebody just sets up an account right now what is the default conversion tracking like it, it, does it what's the is, metric is that, that uh that you would be able to follow That's a good question. Um so the default for Jake would be um Google kind of does a few things internally in an attempt to help you along a little bit, but it's not necessarily something that's going to be super helpful for all of our clients. Um, some automatic, and you can't see this, but I'm doing air quotes, uh, some automatic conversions that Google Ads will set up would be like uh, directions to your business address, which really nine-tenths we're doing fractions more than that. So the vast majority of our clients are going to find utterly useful. Um, in terms of metrics, Google will set things so that really the first things you're really paying attention to are clicks and how often your ad is being viewed. So it's, that's called an impression. Um, and what that percentage is, yeah, what that percentage is between the two of them. So that's called a click-through rate. Uh, that's going to be one of the two big metrics that we see without uh, turning in conversions, uh, turning conversion tracking on. The other one would be what they call average CPC, which is cost per click. And it's how exactly that. It's how much you're paying on average for a click of your ad that will lead to your website. Those are not really conversions. Um, they're helpful metrics. Absolutely, they are things that we take into consideration every day, but they're not really going to be your end game here. What 
our clients are going to want are phone calls, form submissions, the occasional chat, I guess. And in order to be tracking that, you do need to do a little hard legwork behind the scenes. So it might be getting whomever is running your website to help out and add a piece of script there. It might be getting a little awkwardly friendly with Google Analytics. So to kind of, I mean, overall, it seems like, you know, the goal isn't necessarily with with a good campaign and even a good ad group. The goal isn't to show it to the maximum amount of people as possible. It's to show it to as few people as possible that are the right, the right customer, right? So like taking, taking in, into account the whole negative keywords thing, you know, you may exclude folks that, that are, that are misconstruing your search term and maybe might even look up directions to your business, but they aren't, we already know that they aren't going to, to, to buy. They don't really have buying intent. So you actually want to try and exclude that traffic, even Mm -hmm. though it's traffic, you want, you want less of it because it's not good, right? So you're, you're optimizing and actually narrowing it down and instead showing it to the most applicable customer. Are you sure you don't want to work in the PPC department, Jake? Because you, you're nailing it. Oh, I'm very sure. I'm very sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just to go off of what Jake was saying, you know, I think, you know, give a little easy plug here. What makes Energy Circle different than a, a lot of other marketing agencies, I would say, is that we're not... We're siloed to an extent, like Corey and Jake don't even realize that we plagiarize their content on a regular basis. And it's, it's like their, their content that's <laughs> causing the clicks on those ads, you know? So I think that that makes Energy Circle a little bit different. Like when Dora and I are making these keywords and targeting these audiences or searchers, we're not looking for those who are in the research phase necessarily. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave that to our digital marketing account managers who are handling the SEO side of things. And um, we're more so targeting those individuals who have already done the DIY fails or who are past the research phase of solar and are ready to like, you know, pull that trigger and, and make that purchase. Yeah, I mean, every now and again, brand awareness or doing that initial research will be helpful through paid search. But by and large, that's not super useful for most of our clients. So they aren't necessarily going to put PPC dollars towards that. And instead, we can use them in a more intelligent way because you're right, Cassandra, we are pretty good at what we do. Well, I want to end just sort of talking to uh, getting Cassandra and, and Dora's thoughts. Um, you've done a lot over the, the past couple minutes of, of breaking down some of the sort of pitfalls that people can encounter when they're trying to run their own campaigns. But why is it that you think that PPC is so difficult to DIY? What is it about this particular um uh, way of digital marketing that is really tough for um, someone who doesn't have specific paid search experience to wrap their head around? Uh, it, I've been doing this for about 10 years now, and it has become increasingly complicated with, I can't even say every passing year, every six months, maybe. Um, Google is making it more complex because they can because it makes mm-hmm. them more money. Uh, the, Google makes an obscene amount of money on paid search. 
every hour. Uh, it's also just kind of the nature of the beast. The internet is a constantly changing thing. And then on top of that, in the better buildings industry, you're not working with a standard, and again, I'm kind of doing air quotes here, um, standard online business model. They're not selling products for the most part. And that is a much easier way to handle a paid search account is if you're selling some something in some online shop. To be selling a service is a much more complex equation. And that takes a lot of sitting down and assessing what your goals are, how you want to approach them, and how you can do it in the most intelligent manner. And then Google comes along and says, here's 47 million ways that you can accomplish that. Have fun. <laughs> and from my perspective, I mean, we've had training. You know, this is what well, we sure, do. Well, sure, if you we want like, to simplify it. Yeah, you know, we've, we've studied. And we have to keep on it every year, as Dora said. Things change. We have to read blog posts constantly. It's like a full-time job. It's so if you're running a business. <laughs> Wait, you guys aren't doing full-time jobs over there? <laughs> okay, so to bring this back to the football analogy, it's almost like you wouldn't expect a kicker to, to become a, a head coach, right? Sure. Or uh -oh. you wouldn't, like, expect an owner to coach the football team. There you That's go. That's actually way better. <laughs> All right, fine, it's better. <laughs> Well, Jake, I feel like I have a slightly better understanding of PPC, but I got to be honest with you, if I have a PPC question, I'm not going to try and answer it myself. I'm still going to go to Dora and Cassandra. Yeah, I feel better about it, but I'm certainly not going to start my own campaigns uh, for my own uh, football analogy business that I'm starting up. <laughs> Deal. So... Well, thank you so much, Dora, and we, we really appreciate your, you know, just the way that you explain things and, and all that you bring here to Energy Circle. Um, and Cassandra, again, thanks for all the shit that you say. And uh, <laughs> you guys have anything else uh, in closing? I said this last year. I said, go Cam Newton, go Patriots. And that was probably the worst thing I've ever said in my life. So <laughs> Don't jinx yourself. Like, Don't do it again. Go Patriots. That's all. <laughs> I can't top that. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again. Um, of course, you can uh, get a whole bunch more on, on a lot of the digital marketing details of, of our industries uh, listening to season one and the rest of this season. Of course, we've got webinars on energycircle.com. Um, so thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have any questions, you can reach out at askec at energycircle.com. This has been an Energy Circle podcast.